I'm Amber Lauva, journalist and blogger at Fashion Avenue, which is your one-stop shop for all things fashion and beauty, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm catching up with personal shopper and stylist Gabrielle Waller. From sourcing sold-out high-demand items for celebrities to shipping out the newest designer items to clients, Gab is the fashion detective you've always wanted. I chat to Gab about how she started her business, what it's like to shop for celebrities, and the highs and lows of the gig. If you're keen to know how she does it all and more, then make sure you keep on listening. Gabby, thank you so much for joining me on the Fashion Avenue podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. Now, first of all, I just want to address the fact that we've known each other for a while. We have. I'm trying to think how far we go back. It's at least, I'm thinking like five years or yeah. so, four or five years. You know what? I was definitely thinking the same. I was thinking earlier today and I'm like, it has to be around maybe five years. Wow, long time. I know. Uh, you used to work with my dad. I know, I know. <laughs> he was the best, absolute best. I um, I feel like I need to catch up with him and see how he is. And yeah. it was a great office. He taught me a lot, you know, he actually really, because I mean, that was when I was in, you know, a very professional environment. So, you know, yeah. the and whatnot. So he did teach me a lot of skills that I feel I still use to this day. Oh, wow. There you go. Dad pulling through. I know. I know. So that's really funny, but I'm really glad to have you on because I think obviously over the four or five years I've known you now, like I've, I've really seen your career just like totally evolve. And when I first met you, you were blogging like I was and your career has progressed a hell of a lot since then. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a crazy few years, to say the least, especially the past year. That's been the the big moment, the game changer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to put it that way. Well, I'm excited. So I want to know, so let's go back to kind of um, what you were doing when we kind of first met. So tell me about that and um, and then we'll jump into all the, all the fun stuff you're doing now. Sure, sure. So I, funny enough, so straight out of school, I went straight into working for the government. Mm-hmm. I never went to university. I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do at that stage. And to be honest, I didn't even know if I wanted to do fashion. So I thought, you know, I'm going to get myself some professional experience. And I straight started working straight to the government. And I soon kind of just, you know, got more and more into fashion. It was more just you know, a passion side thing. And that's when I started the blog and completely just doing it on the side. And then the more and more I got into it, the more I was like, okay, I have, you know, this like a creative bone inside of me, if you want to put it that way. And I just knew that this was the path that I wanted to take. Yeah. Um, and so I started putting the wheels in motion to move out from, you know, my government experience and dive into the fashion industry. Yeah, amazing. And you, you then, because you were living in Brisbane, been and then you moved to Sydney for a bit and then you moved to LA. So what were you doing there? Uh, So when I was in Los Angeles, I moved purely just to, I wanted to focus on my personal stylings um, as opposed to, you know, at this point in time, I didn't even really, you know, even consider personal shopping as a a career, but I was doing more so private client styling only to a small number of clients. And I was doing the odd, you know, editorial shoot, but I'm very honest in saying this, I never felt that it was my my strongest skill set. I can always, and you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that I love styling myself, but when yeah. it comes styling others, like I just, I didn't feel that, you know, it's that feeling inside of you when you just, you know, you're so crazy passionate about something. I didn't find that in style. 
sailing. So um, although that's what I was doing over there at that point, so, you know, the first few months, I knew something was missing. And so I, um, I felt I found that when I discovered the personal shopping. Yeah. So you now have your own business offering personal shopping. And why did you start doing this? Sure. So I discovered it whilst I was in Los Angeles. I was receiving some requests from clients for particular pieces that they couldn't receive within Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I, the more and more I looked into the industry, I realized that it, w- it was quite huge and it was definitely an established um, you know, market within, say, US and within Europe and, and Dubai, etc. But it hadn't yet really been even touched down here in Australia. So I knew that I wanted to come back down and purely focus on this. I did a lot of research. Um, and then in June last year is when I officially launched the business. Wow. And it hasn't, what, it's just been just over a year now. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah oh just over God. a year. And what is it about your job now that is most fulfilling for you? Um, I feel it is, it's funny, when a new request comes through, because, and that is what I specialize in, it's sourcing those, you know, high demand or, or sold out pieces. It becomes like, I don't know if addiction is the right word, but because, because I'm so like ambitious naturally, when a request comes through to me, it's like, I will do anything to find this item. So that when yeah. I do, and I tell the client, like, look, I've found it, this is it, I've got it for you. It's just, it gives me, I've got goosebumps right now because it's such a, it's the best feeling in the world. That's amazing. It's so cool that you can just like do that. It's like you're a bloody, you're a superwoman. <laughs> I'll take that title as I have. <laughs> and I'm going to do some name dropping here. <laughs> so you've sourced pieces for Rosie Huntington Whiteley, Hayley Bieber, and Courtney Kardashian, just to name a few. Um, how did these celebrity clients come about? Sure. So the first one was Rosie, and that was in December. I was connected to her through a mutual friend in the US. She was looking for a particular coat. Um, I was able to find the coat, and she opened the doors to a huge, you know, new number of contacts. And you know, I was connected with. With, you know, following Rosie was the connection with Haley and then Courtney Kardashian. So wow. it was, it all stemmed from finding that coat for Rosie. And, you know, still to this day, I'm, I'm so forever grateful that Rosie you know, did, the, did the shout out on her Instagram, etc. Yeah. because that was the, that was the moment. That was yeah. the, the game changing moment. And, yeah. And what was the process like working with Rosie? It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, she is so beautiful, truly inside and out. And still to this day, we, um, we work closely together I'm still working on a number of pieces with her and for her so it um yeah it's amazing oh my god you're actually living the dream that's so cool Gab oh, <laughs> thank you thank you you're welcome and speaking of your like process how do people get in contact with you and how do you operate sure so to this date majority I would say 90% of my requests all come through via Instagram wow and uh, you know the odd occasion I may get an email or a WhatsApp, but I really push everything to come through Instagram because that is my that's you know that's my bread and butter. Um, and yeah, once I receive the request, it's um it's game on from there to to locate it internationally. Oh my gosh! And how how much time do you like give yourself, or is there do you give yourself deadlines, or does it differ for every person to like source these pieces? Yeah, sure. So I guess it, it comes. I would say a case by case basis only because some pieces may be current season. So current season pieces very quick to find. You know, if it's not here in Australia, guaranteed, 
you know, the word's sold out. I refuse to believe that that one single item is not available right. elsewhere worldwide. Yeah. So current season pieces, definitely it's a quick find. Um, it's when we get to previous season and more vintage pieces that it's um, it, it's, a, it's it's time consuming. It definitely is time consuming because it, and a lot of work goes into finding those pieces. So um, I know from the outside it might look like, you know, I've just clicked my fingers and, and it's appeared <laughs> in my pocket, but it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And your your services include personal shopping, wardrobe aftercare, personal gifting, and shopping experiences. What service yeah. are you finding the most popular? Sure. So definitely the personal shopping. So I've mm-hmm. always said that I feel that it's split into two parts. It's personal shopping, which is basically where I will you know display on my Instagram or directly to personal clients pieces that are available predominantly within Europe. Um, Europe is the is my number one region for where I'm sourcing the pieces from. Um, so I will say what is available in store, ready to go. And I wouldn't call that sourcing because I'm not going out of my way to actually look for the item. I know it's there. I know the size is there. I know it's ready to go. Yeah. So that you know, marks, you know, whichever I would say 50% of the business. And then the other part is the actual sourcing. So that's where I receive sourcing requests via Instagram DM. Um, and I would say that is my, my, my specialty and what I've um, really focused on building my name for. Yeah. And and why do you think it's important for you to offer more than one service? Um, I feel I feel there's too much. So definitely I think that it's important to find a niche, find what is your, your bread and butter and really hone in on that and, and make yourself unique. You know, what is your unique service? But then being open to new opportunities at all times. So for example, I do have clients that will come to me and I look after all their wardrobe aftercare. Wow. And although it's not something I, I promote or push that much, it's a, it's a service I provide. And I think it, it helps in further establishing my relationships with my clients. I get to know them more and it, um, it just helps the overall business. Yeah, wow. Oh, my gosh. You're so busy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. And, and obviously having this kind of job means having strong relationships with designers and stylists and fashion professionals around the world. Tell me why this is important and how you create that connection with them. Sure. So I would say definitely the uh, one of the you know the, the main factors of my success to date is the, the close relationship that I have. Mm-hmm. Without those relationships, you know, some of these pieces wouldn't be available to just walk in and pick them up in the boutique. So that is extremely important to me, and I feel that it comes down to you know, just being you know, I'm, I'm a good person, I've got a good heart, and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think that's what is important to to you know that stands out more than anything like just being a good person and those relationships just flow naturally from there yeah um yeah it's one of those things totally and i think yeah just being that sort of person and also being a people's person that definitely helps you go a long way definitely you're basically you're basically a fashion detective it's amazing I like that word. I really do. I mentioned that, I think, yeah, a few months back and I was like, fashion perspective, you need to take that title. You need to like rebrand and (laughs) have that as your little tagline. (laughs) Yes, under my email signature. Yes, fashion detective. (laughs) I love that.
(laughs) (laughs) And so how does someone start something like this? And what advice would you give to budding fashion professionals who may be interested in a similar career as you? Sure. So I would definitely recommend going through a similar route that I went in terms of starting within styling. I feel that it really helps kind of um, get your feel about fashion in general. If you're completely new to the fashion industry, for example, you want to know about fabrics, you want to know about materials, makes, all that kind of thing, design, and styling is a good way to kind of get a good overall experience of that. Yeah. And then from there, you know, if you wanted to go into, say, the private client market, then from styling, you could easily move into shopping from there. Um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, that would be the route that I would take to kind of get a feel for if this industry is something you enjoy again if you're very new to the fashion industry overall but I feel that styling is a good area to Mm. get a good feel for what it's all about yeah great that's good advice because I guess yeah it's hard to kind of suss out because there's obviously so many categories within fashion like when when someone you know you can't you can't just do fashion it's like okay well what do you do in fashion there's so many different things so it's it's yeah it's good that you yeah that you've recognized that that's a great pathway to kind of take to get into the more personal shopping side and it makes a lot of sense it does like to be around clothes and to understand and to be able to have those skills yeah yeah love that yeah yeah and what's the hardest part about your job okay I would say the number one most challenging factor would be working on a number of different time zones I was going to ask you about that. Oh, my goodness. It is. It's challenging. It's very, very challenging. Um, I would say that I'm you know, semi-used to it. Now I know exactly when to be hitting the correct regions at the right time to connect with the people that I need to speak to there. Yeah. But it's, um, you know, this is, this is the career that I've chosen. I live and breathe it. I love it. So it's just something that I have accepted. Yes, if I have to be at 2 a.m. to catch Paris before they go offline for the day, like, so be it. I'll do it. But I think it's it's one of those things that, again, from an outside perspective, it looks like a glamorous career. It does. It really does. The personal shopping, like, it it is, even, you know, saying it out loud, it, it, it sounds glamorous. But behind closed doors, like, even just the logistics, organizing the shipments, like, I do it all. So it's kind mm. of, it, it's and it's high pressure. You, you like add that into the mix of everything. Like the pressure I put on myself, it, it's high. It, it's quite, so it's kind of one of those things like mix that all together um, and it's challenging to say the least. Oh my goodness. Are you getting enough sleep? But I, I'm getting, yeah, for sure. Like finally I feel like my body knows or has adjusted to say the least. It was funny. I was actually speaking to someone just yesterday and I feel, I kid you not, probably two years ago because I'm an old soul. So like two years ago, 9 p.m., like I was in bed, lights out, like this yeah. is it. I'm, I'm, I'm done today. Yeah. And no way could I ever see myself going to bed that early. Like that's, you know, it's like wow. 5 p.m. in the afternoon. But it's just... I've I've adjusted and it's not every night not to say like definitely I'm not you know pulling all nighters every yeah. night but it's just if, if I'm on strict deadlines you know clients are flying out here and they need shipment at last minute and all that kind of thing like I, of course I'll stay up to make sure it happens it's my job yeah right well I guess yeah if you're passionate about it then you will make it happen it doesn't you don't really watch the clock you know ticking by you just yeah. get in and yeah. you do it yes that's it and that's and what's cool. the what's been the most rewarding experience or opportunity that has come from this um I would say, so So going back to January was when the post was 
done by Rosie. And I feel right. just the, you know, even by now, when it's like as I'm sitting here, I'll never forget that feeling when I woke up on the Friday morning and checked my Instagram. Like it had just exploded. Wow. And I, I I called my mom and I was crying and I was like, oh my gosh, like you just, this, I'm so goosebumps again. Oh, we're getting oh. Um, <laughs> But it was just, I, I'll never forget that. It was yeah. just that moment that I was like, oh, I've worked so hard for something like this. Yeah. And here it is. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Congrats. Like, honestly, you're absolutely <laughs> killing it. It's so exciting seeing what you're doing. I love when you, when you put up that post, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and like, it's just, it's so nice to just see the progression of your career. Like, I, I really love seeing what you're doing. And I've just seen everything that you've done, like, since I've met you. And it's just like, oh, my God, you're actually killing it. And I'm really proud of you, Gab. Thank you. And likewise with you. I've been oh, following stop. you and your journey. Like, I get And like you said, going back to within fashion and how there's so many different areas. Like, it's, it's incredible to see everyone, like, working in their lane. And yeah. just, it, it's just inspiring. It is. And very, it's nice. It's nice to like have that support and support each other as well because I agree you know we're all in this together and like we're all kind of doing our own things but it's still nice to kind of like show that support as well like I, I'm really big yeah. on that I agree and I still you know you need it you you really really need it you never and and that's the thing like you're never alone there's always going to be someone to to help or to guide you and for anyone listening to this I, I, that's something I pride myself on I'm always an open door come to me for questions come to me for for any guidance you need because that's the you know that's the type of person I am and, and it's something I hold as a, a big value of mine is that I want to help others yeah 100% and yeah. it always it always makes you feel good when you're like helping someone as well I agree it's amazing it's like a, a win-win isn't it yes a win all around amazing and you're really gaining traction around the world so are you starting to hire some help yes so <laughs> I do have um, a couple so I have my assistant based in Paris he's been there from almost day one we're actually getting up to funny enough that you've asked because it's our one year together on this Saturday and he is a superstar he um, is incredible Amory so yes I do have um, Amory in Paris and I do have a number of um, assistants based internationally worldwide and then here on the home ground it's myself and my new assistant as of about two weeks ago she's my first employee here which has been yes very a long time coming and it was kind of just like Gabby you know tiresome I think it's just because I'm I'm like I don't know I feel like because it's my baby for so long I was like no no I can do it all. I've got yeah. it. Like I can do it all. It's like Cabby, come on! Like you're not Superwoman. You've got to. You've got to. You know, someone can book the shipments and things like that. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Hannah started with me two weeks ago now, and um, I'm very, very excited to have her in my team. Oh, that's so nice. And it's funny that you that you mentioned that, and like because the past, I think there's been two kind of episodes now in in the podcast where I've spoken to a couple of like brand founders and how hard it is to let go of something that's your baby and to give responsibility. <laughs> to someone else oh my gosh and yeah that is something that is yeah it's hard because like it's it's a baby it is my baby so it's just it's yeah it's one of those things but I feel that in order to grow you have to do it there's no if there's no but it's like in order to grow you have to do it yeah you have to let go yeah percent it's it's just that initial kind of scare and you're like oh my god 
this yeah, is my baby. That's it. <laughs> that's it. It's like taking a yeah, long time, perhaps for sure. Even though, like, I do think you can pull it off yourself because you are a bloody superwoman and you're working around the clock. <laughs> yeah, you're too nice. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, this chat has gone swimmingly and very, very fast, but I wanted to finish on um a few random questions for you. Of course. Are you ready? Course. I'm ready. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. <laughs> Don't be nervous. It's only me. <laughs> okay, number one, if someone wrote a biography about you, what do you think the title should be? Oh, <laughs> that is a good one. Definitely something to do with the career. Yeah. I would say, oh, I feel like there's a quick questions and here I am like pondering like, what should it be? <laughs> it's okay. Um, Put all you want. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was something. Uh, I would say something to do with, um, you know, overnight kind of. I don't want to say yeah, something to do with overnight, like because that's what it was. It was like an overnight, like boom. Yeah. Like business explosion. Yes. So I feel like it could be about that. Oh my gosh, love it. <laughs> yes, we can we can deal with that. I'm like trying we to think. Can you work with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to like help you and trying to think of like what we would call it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, it's going to be, yeah, maybe we'll ponder on it together. <laughs> maybe like, I'm trying to think now, <laughs> maybe yeah, exactly. like Gab to Fab or like, um, Ooh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that does work there, Gab to Fab. Oh my God, And yes. it rhymes too, so it's kind of. Yeah. Look, I'm a journo. I just, you know, these things just come into my head randomly. <laughs> Next time I need like a quick like boom business thing, I'm just going to be like, and mama, like I need your brain. Girl, I'm here for you. (laughs) And number two, would you rather lose a suitcase full of your favorite designer items or tear a hole in your favorite designer piece? Oh, Okay, it would be the whole. Right. It would be the whole. I can, yeah, I can survive. Even though I have some precious, precious pieces that I, you know, it would hurt me, but yeah. it would be the whole. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And I guess you could, like, depending on the size and what it is, you could maybe try to get it somewhat stitched up or repaired. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, good thinking. Yeah, yeah good one. <laughs> and number three, bit of a random yeah. one, but um, who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, oh my gosh. You know what? Okay, this is going to sound so crazy. I mean, what was I, like 10? But <laughs> tell me you saw Cheaper by the Dozen. Do you remember that movie? Oh, my God, yes. And that little skater kid on that movie. Oh, my God, I, I know was, who you're talking about. He was so and cute. I was like, right, he was so cute. Like, I mean, this is going back to when I was eight, nine, <laughs> ten, something like that. But I remember, and I watched Cheaper by the Dozen the other day, and I was like, oh, gosh, I remember that little... Schoolgirl crush. Yes. Yeah, oh my cute. god. I wonder what he's doing these days. But I, I know you're gonna have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can help him with some personal shopping. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. I'm trying to like think back. Were you ever into Aaron Carter? Yes, I was. Loved Aaron Carter. See, that was, oh gosh, yeah. See, again, I wonder where he is these days. (laughs) I know. I think he's he's been releasing like music and stuff, but he's, yeah, he's been been popping up in the headlines kind of sporadically, but he's definitely not the Aaron Carter he was when we were growing up. Okay. Yeah. But he's still cute. Like, He's still cute, though. I remember him. I was, yeah, again, another little schoolgirl crush. Yeah, it's we always. Yep, yeah, we do. It's always the little like skater-looking blonde 
ones. Like, yes, isn't it? It's I know 1000% it is. I, yeah, yeah, that was my childhood. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love it. You said that because I know exactly who you're talking about from that film. And then you wore like a beanie and you yes. on a skateboard. I was like, oh, I'm going to look this up after our chat. That's so funny. I love that. That's a good movie. Yeah. I, very, very a classic, I feel. I wonder if it's on Netflix. I might have a look. Oh, <laughs> I might have a look tonight you. and have a look and see if it's on. <laughs> Do some giving you a great idea. Yeah. You might sort it now. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gab, you have been so amazing to chat to and I'm so glad that we've had this little catch up and thank you so much for sharing your journey and I'm so keen to see what honestly. you get up to next. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, I really, really appreciate it and um, thank you. Thank you for your support. You're welcome. Enjoy. Bye now. Fashion Avenue is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, produced and hosted by Amber Lowther. Check out fashion-avenue.co and our Instagram at Fashion Avenue Podcast. Editorial support provided by Tegan Sides. Executive producers are Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio storytelling, head to hit.com.au and most importantly, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>